The Steelers are back in action Sunday night against the Los Angeles Chargers, but lots of injury concerns, lots of COVID concerns. Before we get to that, we got to talk about Cam Hayward. He's playing at an all-time high level, and that's even for Cam Hayward's standards. But there's still people out there that want to disrespect him, namely a former Pro, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame defensive tackle, Warren Sapp. I'm going to talk about that with Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI right here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. You can follow us on, on uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. We thank you for checking in and making us your first listen every day. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Steelers. Your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As I said before, you can always find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like this video on YouTube. Give it a subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel. That really helps us out. Also, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. But if you do, with a positive comment, you get a special shout-out at the end of the show. Joining me, as always, on Fridays, we have our friend Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPXI. What's good, Jenna? How you doing? Hello, hello. I am wonderful. Just uh, getting ready for this trip to LA for Sunday Night Football. It is going to be a, it's going to be a fun one, no doubt about that. No, it's going to be a fun one. It's Steelers Chargers has actually always been a fun one. I was talking to David Drogemeyer of the Locked On Chargers podcast, and he brought up how. Um, he, he brought up how like every time the Steelers play the split, play the Chargers, you know, there's always uh, there's always wild stuff that happens, whether you expect it for one way or the other. Um, but th- there's there's a, those type of things that, are, that, that go down with this game. So I'm right with you. It's going to be exciting time. But before we get to that game, we got to talk about what's been going down with Cam with, with, with Cam Hayward. So, first of all, Cam Hayward is getting respect by different people around around the league people are acknowledging like yo this guy's playing an all-time level he's holding down the middle of the Steelers defense while there's no Stephon Tewitt while there's no Tyson Alulu and he's making a lot of plays he's four and a half sacks in the season him and TJ Watt are complete wrecking balls even pro football focus who is notorious for giving Steelers players a hard time with their grading system pro football focus has him as the highest grade defensive player of anybody who's had like a minimum of like 300 snaps this season um, he's ra- he's rated as a defensive player at 92.5. Him and TJ Watt are the only are, are two Steelers that are ranked within the top seven. They're the only the Steelers are the only team with two players ranked as the top seven players in in Pro Football Focus. So everybody is feeling Cam Hayward, except Warren Sapp. Now, um, Warren Sapp, of course, a former Buccaneer slash Raider who had his history with the Steelers. He had so he he didn't like he's always not kind of not like them but this all started where Sunday night football was announced and they showed the two players on either side that they were highlighting and one player was Justin Herbert the other player was Cam Hayward and uh, when they went and looked at um when 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 uh, when he saw that he tweet he tweeted out who's ninety seven and Cam Hayward just just, just kind of sees it retweets it and he's just like bet like you know it's just that normal normal Cam Hayward stuff he does like the little write in the notebook. Th- thing uh where he kind of like lets you know like okay i i see what you said there um I, but I, you know i think you're a little bit crazy um but you know this is another situation where cam hayward catching a little bit of flack here but jenna what was your response when you saw warren sap tweeting this and uh people and cam hayward was right on top of it 
Well, you kind of have to laugh a little bit, right? Because this is Absolutely. just, I mean, whatever intent Warren Sapp has behind it, and you know, if he's trying to just be funny or if he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to give a little dig at the Steelers, which I kind of read that as when I initially saw that tweet. It's like, why? With the season that Cam Hayward is having, I just don't understand that. It just makes no sense. Like, if you're going to make fun of it, make fun of something worth making fun of. Cam Hayward is arguably having one of the best seasons of his entire career. You kind of yeah. see this. You know, I feel like I see it everywhere. You know, Mina Kimes is giving him a ton of praise. Um, you know, you see a lot of, whoa, Cam Hayward's having himself a season. I feel like I joke with you all the time, but like at least once a game, I'm tweeting, all right, Cam Hayward, have yourself a day, have yourself yeah. a season because mm -hmm. he makes those crazy plays. He had two sacks in the Bears game, correct yes, me if I'm wrong? Yes, so, yes. Yeah, two sacks in the Bears game. He had the interception. Was that the interception in the Bears game too, or is that? Yeah, no, he he picked off Justin Fields and what was a huge uh, turnover moment uh, for the Steelers that that got that got them going. Um, yeah. And actually, no, he didn't have any sacks in the Bears game, but he did have that interception. He had two sacks against the Lions, and That's... he had sacks against the Browns and the Seahawks. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, and those are games where, you know, the, I feel like the last couple of weeks here, obviously they're riding this unbeaten streak, but they're games where he's needed to make big plays. They are yeah. huge momentum changing plays. It's not just a sack on second down the lions, the sack on golf made the lions in overtime, I believe have to punt the ball away. The yep. Seahawks sack came at a really critical time late in the game. It's not just, you know, normal average plays. So I, you just got to look at this tweet and you're kind of like, that's really the guy you're going to make fun of. One of the best players on defense with what he's been doing for this team all season long. I just, I don't actually get it. And you actually had the chance to ask him Hayward about it earlier this week about kind of his thoughts on it to see kind of, Hey, what's going on here? No. Yeah. I asked, I asked Cam Hayward, uh, you know, on Thursday, I was like, you know, Cam, is there like, is there an inside joke that we're not getting? Do you guys know each other? And he's like, there's no relationship between us. And I was like, oh, snap. And then he was like, look, he said what he said. I'm going to go out and play on Sunday. And I was and I was like, OK, what Cam says that says that I'm really scared for Justin Herbert now, because now he's going to he's going to make it a point to make himself felt in this game. Now, I will point out, I didn't realize this until just we were we were filming the show. Warren Sapp has since deleted this tweet. Uh, cause, and, and if you, if you go through the thread, he was like responding to people. Uh, like he was like, he was saying, like, yeah, I don't know who this guy is. How many sacks does he have? But then eventually Warren Sapp, uh, four, no today, or so Thursday, actually, he, he retweets at four, four in the, or four hours before we started recording. This, this is like 1 PM on a Thursday. He says, my bad, big dog. I've been fishing and diving. Nice two sacks in the tie and NG aren't my thing. I don't know what NG aren't my thing. Means. NG aren't my thing. That that's a little that's a, that's a lot for you. But point being, but even the, the nice two sacks in the tie that's that's a, that's a backhanded compliment. But for yeah. those who might not remember, Warren Sapp has had a thing with the Steelers his entire media career. When he was a player, I think it was back in 2002 when the when the, the Buccaneers came to Heinz Field and you know and and Lee Flowers, the Steelers' safety at the time, uh, Lee Thorn Flowers called called the called the Buccaneers paper champions. He called them soft. He called them pretenders because they had all these amazing players, all these amazing yeah. names, but they weren't winning anything with them. Now, granted, they would win shortly afterwards in the Super Bowl, but you know he called them that. So Warren Sapp thought it would be cool to go skipping through the Steelers' warm-up lines, 
And when he tried, uh -huh. when he tried that, Jason Gilden and Joey Porter stopped him, gripped him up, and like and like said, "Nah, son." And he got really mad about that. And then the Steelers, the, the Buccaneers, those those Buccaneers, I don't think they ever beat the Steelers. The Steelers, like Jerome Bettis, ran through them a few games. It was they kind of owned that team. And then when he went to the Raiders, it was the same thing. You know, he may have had some cool individual stats here and there, but. By and large, the Steelers were able to own those situations. And since then, if, you, if people remember back in 2011, after the Steelers uh, lost the Super Bowl to the Packers, they got blown out in week one by the Ravens. And Warren sat there. The Steelers are done. They're old and slow. Then they went on to be 12 and four that year. Um, you know, but, but he's he he always banged the anti Steelers drum. And now here it just seems like he is doing this again. And it's just like, bro, you, you went up. You, you said this about one of the baddest defensive tackles in the league. Maybe the only person who's badder is Aaron Donald. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And it's just, it, it's funny to me. You look at this and you're like, re, like it's childish in a way. Cause you're like, okay, this is, you know, ha ha ha, have your fun whatever. But this is like you said, this is something that's going to motivate Cam Hayward more than he's already motivated. He doesn't need a lot of motivation, especially the way we heard him talk after the game last week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't want to be Matt Filer who has to block Cam this week. I don't no. want to be Justin Herbert, whoever's in his way. I'm, I'm a little terrified, little terrified. Like it's like, it can't, when Cam comes with a purpose, he's going to be a problem. So uh, that's certainly a factor there. We'll be keeping an eye on it. Should Cam Hayward be defensive MVP or should he be a defensive MVP candidate? We'll certainly see that that conversation continue as the year rolls on. But we got to get to our picks in just a bit here. First, though, I got to tell you guys about GetUpside. Hey, Steelers fans, this is Chris Carter with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. They just have to download the free GetUpside app on the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the, the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the GetUpside app. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter. She's Jenna Harner. We are keeping it rolling with you now. Um, you know, as always, you can we thank you for making us your first listen every day. Uh, but uh, Jenna, we have to go back over the leaderboard. You and I had some rough weeks last week in the Pick'em League. Uh, now, remind reminder to all our listeners, all our viewers, if you want to join the Pick'em League at any point in time, you go to RunYourPool.com. There's a link below this video. If you're watching on YouTube, click on that link to take you to the, the Pick'em League and join our fun or continue in the fun if you've been with us. The winner who has the most correct picks at the end of the year will get a Steelers jersey from RunYourPool.com. So, um, and that's a jersey of your choice. Now, last week, Jenna went five and nine. I went four and ten. It was a rough week for all of us. We you know, all the upsets that happened. No one really got did really well either. The, the best record last week went to Dozer twenty one, who went who went nine and five on the week. Um, but solely in first place right now is Dan the Man at ninety one and forty three. Steelers fanatical universe right behind him, and Dan J 
behind that. But we're you know it, it's getting to be it's getting to be the middle part of the season. This is when it's going to start to get more interesting. If you want to get your picks in, you could definitely have fun with us. Now, Jenna, let's start getting to these picks right here because we do want to uh, we do want to get into the excitement. There's some interesting matchups this week when I, when you look across the NFL. Now, as always, we don't we don't announce our Thursday night pick because that's already happened by the time you're watching the show, but. Let's start with an interesting matchup here. The five and five Colts at the six and three Bills. The Bills have been up and down this season, but they were certainly back up last week. I picked against them stupidly uh, with the Jets. I thought I was like, ah, I'm going to be smart here. Mike White, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was an idiot. What was I thinking? Uh, but uh, but uh, they're they're hosting the Colts. Yeah, you know, right? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, what right we yeah. <laughs> you never know, but, right? You never know. Right, you never know. But you also never know with the Colts. They've had some upsets this season. They've worked their way back to 500, uh, but they're on the road against the Bills. I'm not going to double down on this Bills talk. I'm going to take Buffalo this time. Yeah, I, I think this is a tough one for me because of how these teams always this these two teams seem to play each other. I'm going with the Bills. However, I'm advising a little bit of a word of cautious optimism and the fact that the Colt or ca like caution, not optimism, just caution. We're getting there. Um, just a word of caution because one of the Bills' offensive linemen was placed on the COVID list on wow. Thursday. Um, so this could be a problem that would be some similar resemblance to the offensive line they put out against the Jets. Jaguars if Spencer Brown I believe that's who it was can't go so that's something to keep an eye on for sure I am going to go with the Bills though because I think that they know how much this part of the season really rides on their um, standing in the division and in the conference as a whole so I'm going the Bills but something to keep an eye on this one's going to be an interesting game no, it certainly is. It's going to be an interesting game, uh, and you're right. We got to watch that offensive line because that was a big problem for them against the Jaguars and uh, the Colts. If they if they can get some, if they can disrupt Josh Allen, it'll make it a, definitely a football game. This is a weird one. We're going to pick though. Three and six Washington at five and five Panthers. Cam Newton's back, as the whole world found out last week. I'm going with the Panthers simply because they got Cam Newton back. I think they've got he's got Mojo with him. I think he's bringing some spice to the team. Christian McCaffrey might be back in the fold. Like this is these are all good things that bowled their way. Washington did pull off a mega upset over the Buccaneers, but I'm sorry, I think the Panthers at home. With the added emphasis, it's going to be Cam Newton playing in front of his, his fans in front of, in Carolina. I just think there's too many things rolling with this. It's going to make this exciting for them. Yeah, I think the Panthers with Cam Newton are an entirely different team. Obviously, we saw the issues that Sam Darnold presented. I also think Washington is a different defense without Chase Young. You really feel for Young, as young of a guy as he is, too, dealing with that ACL tear. It was an ACL tear, right? Dealing with the Yes, that was an ACL tear. He's done. Um, he's done for the season. Very so sad. really, really unfortunate there with, you know, what he was able to do for that defense. But he is a huge part of that defense. And I think Cam Newton's going to continue to gain some momentum here. I think the Panthers win this one. Right with you there. Now, here's a game that that Steelers fans will want to keep their eyes on. The 6-3 and three Ravens at the 3-6 and six Bears. The Ravens have hit the struggle bus a little bit here. Haven't played their best football for a while. But the Bears, I believe they're coming off a bye week this last week, and they're trying to, they're trying to bounce back from their loss against the Steelers. Two teams, the Steelers, you know, well, the Steelers played the Bears. They're going to play stuff to play the Ravens twice. I'm going with Baltimore. They have to get right after that Thursday. They also had the long week coming off of their, their Thursday night loss to the Dolphins, which was embarrassing on their part. I don't think they lose to, to lose to two bad teams in a row. 
No. And I think for the Ravens too, they get kind of an extended week. So you almost get that mini buy here. So obviously the bears coming in off the full buy, it bodes well, both teams kind of got rested. We're able to get healthy a little bit, but I think what the dolphins did to the Ravens is not what the bears are going to do. I do think Justin Fields is going to make this one interesting and Baltimore really is going to have to hone in on him and his ability to kind of, you know, get through the defense and make those big plays when they need him to. But I just think Baltimore is the better team here. Although I think a lot of Steelers fans might want to see, hey, is Justin Fields going to be able to win this game against the Ravens defense and find some of those weak spots um, among that defense? No, certainly, because I mean, and again, on top of that, a loss to the Ravens, you know, last week, the Steelers, they missed an opportunity. Had they won, had they beaten the Lions last week, the Steelers would be in first place because of tiebreakers in the AFC North. Uh, So this would be another chance where if the Steelers can pull off a win Sunday night, they again would, and the Ravens are able to lose, this would give them another chance to do that. So Steelers fans want to watch for that, but also want to see if like Justin Fields, if he's, if he didn't just figure things out against the Steelers, if maybe he's putting some things together. Yeah. Uh, moving along here, another AFC North and an NFC North showdown. The 0-8-1 Lions. Yuck. Uh, I just I hate when, it, when a tie gets in there. It's not even about the Steelers tie. It's about when a tie gets in there, and I got to say the the 0-8. I got to say three different numbers for a team. I'm annoyed for the rest of the year because it's extra work. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, but they're they're playing the five and five Browns in Cleveland. Look, Cleveland got smoked last week. As bad as the Steelers played, I mean, Cleveland was never even in the game after their first drive against the Patriots. No um, they have to win this game. Just, I'm, I'm picking the Browns because they ha- if they lose this game, it is going to be an utter disaster in Cleveland. There's going to be people you know, just like just like bur- you know, people burning couches in the streets. Like it's just going to be it's going to be pandemonium. There's they're, they're like they're, this is a must have game. And I think, too, with the Lions, they're dealing with a ton of injuries after that Steelers game. I believe up to this point of us recording this, Jared Goff has not practiced at all during the week. Mm. That's not ideal. That's definitely not ideal for this Lions team, even if they want to have a little bit of a chance to win. I think the Browns kind of can bounce back a little bit if we see glimpses of what their defense did um, against the Bengals two weeks ago. I think it's going to be a long day for the Lions. But, again, this is a must-win game for Cleveland, and I think that they do come away with the win. I'm right with you there. If they don't, it'll be a major talking point across the NFL. But mm-hmm. the four and five Niners at the two and seven Jaguars, you know, the Niners, they poked their heads up. They beat the Rams confidently last week. I'm going to stick with them. I think they're going to keep that momentum. You saw the run game that they were able to get going. And uh, I think that's going to be more than enough to beat the Jaguars. Yeah, I think so, too. This is kind of a good stretch for them to say, hey, you know, we can still compete. We're not, you know, completely falling apart as a team, as a lot of people kind of pegged them to be when they were in the midst of a little bit of a rough patch. But I think they found their run game last week. And like you said, that's going to kind of continue to bode well for them. I still think the Jags don't have a lot of answers. I think they're figuring so much out between Trevor Lawrence, obviously Urban Meyer and what he uh, has done with this group. But, yeah, I'm going with the Niners here. Absolutely. Packers at Vikings, eight and two at four and five. I mean, the Vikings, I think they they, they they pulled off a win last week, I believe. I believe um, if I'm looking, if I remember that correctly. But uh, the, the Packers, though, they pulled off a more impressive win. They Aaron Rodgers came back. The defense shut out uh, the Seahawks. Granted, yes, Russell Wilson's first week back, he had pins in his hands. But the defense is playing very well. I'll trust Aaron Rodgers and that defense over anything the Vikings are able to offer this week. And this line feels way closer to me than it should yeah. be at the time that we're recording this. I think it's like Packers minus one and a half, which just yeah. feels kind of outrageous. I think the Packers are a better team. I think Aaron Rodgers will kind of continue to say, hey, you know, look, I'm back. Watch what I can do. Watch what we can do. And this should be a game that they win regardless of the rivalry. 
Absolutely. AFC East game here. Three and seven Dolphins at two and seven Jets. Look, Jets, I tried to give you a chance last week, guys. I, I tried to give you, I tried to hype you up. You let me down. Never again. I'm not picking you, even though it's, it's not like I'm picking anyone great with the Dolphins here either. But two no. will get it done. I got Miami. It's Joe Flacco time. In, oh, that's right. I forgot it's Joe Flacco time. Oh, boy. It's in it's New York. Okay. I had to double check. It's Joe Flacco time in New York. You'll <laughs> love to see it. It's not going to matter. The Dolphins defense is really going to build on the performance that they had against the Ravens. And I think that they're going to kind of come into this Two has been, you know, getting back on getting back into the swing of things. He, I think I saw some reports earlier this week that his ribs are feeling quote good, but not great. So kind of potentially trending in the right direction for him in terms of getting fully healthy. I just, the jets are a giant question mark and they continue to be. And what, what will Joe Flacco do? We're going to see some glimpses where I think people are gonna be like, Oh my God, the jets might win this game, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, it's, that's one. Now, here's a, here's a questionable um, one right here. Five and four Saints at four and six Eagles. Eagles have looked really good. They beat up on the Broncos. Um, you know, they Jalen Hurts has had some moments. He had some really good passes to Devontae Smith, but they've been up and down. The Saints, of course, dealing with their injury issues. I'm actually going with the Eagles here. I know the yeah. Saints defense is tough, but I've still got questions about that offense and what they're going to be able to do. I think Jalen Hurts is going to make enough plays with Devontae Smith. I mean, you saw him going up against an Alabama quarterback last week. He's going up against Mar Martian Lattimore this week. I think that they're going to have just enough to get over the top here, but it's going to be close in Philly. Yeah, this is going to be a close one, and I don't think it's going to be like the prettiest of games either, but I think the Eagles do come away with this win, especially depending on Kamara's status. I believe at the time of us recording this, um, it wasn't looking great for him in terms of playing this game, but yeah, I I'm going with the Eagles. I just think that they've kind of put together a little bit of a nice stretch here, and it's something that they can kind of say, hey, you know, there's some progress here. Look at what's going well for us. We're going to continue to kind of keep working that until we're stopped. Absolutely. Um Texans at Titans. I mean, listen, I thought the Titans would fall off. If this if this is the week that they fall off, just throw everything away. It doesn't the season doesn't matter because they should have lost the last two games when they lost Derrick Henry. They've beaten really two two good teams. Now you're gonna tell me they lose to the Texans? Come on, it's not happening. They, the, tech, the Titans got this one. And with the way their defense has been playing, that's why. Mm -hmm. They've truly stepped up here. Now, here is a game I think a lot of people will be watching. There's actually some really good four o'clock games this week. Yeah. Five and Five and four Bengals at five and four Raiders. The Raiders, bit of a free fall right now. They, they, they're, they're still trying to rebound from all the crazy stuff that's happened. They need to find some answers um, at five and four. But the Bengals themselves have fallen down. They were, I think they want, they, at one point, they were five and two in leading the conference. Now they are today, they'd be out of the playoffs if the playoffs started today. I'm going to go with the Bengals, though. I, I know that the Raiders. Um, I know that the Raiders have a, a lot of talent on their roster, um, and I know Derek Carr is more experienced than all that. But I just think with all the problems the Raiders have suffered, it, distractions are real. They they are they're a real thing to impact the NFL. Even if you're able to brush them off for a week or two, eventually I think they catch up to you, and that's just that's going to be enough for the for the Bengals to find their answers. Yeah, I think so too, especially because I believe Cincinnati's coming in off a bye, having some yes. time to kind of regroup after the embarrassing loss to the Browns, the way that they turned the ball over in that game. I think that this is kind of that perfect, like, okay, let's get our feet back under us. Joe Burrow says, you know, we're going to go out there. We're going to play a really good Raiders team, but we're going to prove why we're still a contender, not only in the division, but a co the conference as well. And I think this is kind of one of those games for a lot of those young players that really is kind of defining for this Bengals team to say, hey, we can play this like a really solid game. We can play our game really well and do it against a team that has a ton of talent. So, yeah, I think since he wins, this will be a close one, but I just – 
I feel like with what the Raiders have done the last couple of weeks, things are kind of trending in the downward direction where the Bengals are kind of staying, you know, plateaued almost. I feel you on that. So we're both agreeing there. Now, here's what I think is the game of the week. The 7-2 and two Cowboys at the 6-4 and four Chiefs. Yeah. Huge game for both teams. Cowboys, they dropped one a couple weeks ago against the Broncos, and everyone's like, what happened there? And then they beat up on the Falcons. It was like, oh, that's what happened there. Uh, meanwhile, the Chiefs, all of a sudden, Pat Mahomes throws five touchdowns, and it's like, okay, he's back. And then this is what I was saying. like People were saying, like, oh, man, he's done. We've seen the best of Pat Mahomes. I'm like, he's in a slump. Get over it. Like, yeah. it happens to everybody in every sport. Do you not watch sports? Like, it, it was ridiculous. And because of that, I'm picking the Chiefs. I think that Pat Mahomes has clicked onto something, and he's got weapons, and they're going to be lighting it up. I see them. I, I think that the, the, both defenses are kind of suspect. They'll get, they can get beat at times. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a great game to watch. An awesome, you know, if you're a Steelers fan, and you know, you might even want to get all your stuff done going into the one o'clock games. Like, like, you know, get, you know, do this stuff in the early afternoon because four o'clock, you want to plop down, watch this game, watch Bengals Raiders, and they get ready for Sunday night football because I think you got a lot of good games ahead of you. Yeah, I, I think that with this fact, with the fact that this game seems like it's going to be a shootout, this is the game for Patrick Mahomes to light it up. Like this is these are the games he thrives in, where it's just the back and forth, back and forth. I drive my team down, we score a touchdown. You drive your team down, they score a touchdown. All right, we're tied again. Oh, we're down by seven. You know, I have to come back. I have to do that. I think this is just going to be such a back and forth game, and these are the type of games that Mahomes just has himself a day in. So if you have him in fantasy, also. Have fun with this one. But, yeah, I think the Chiefs kind of continue to say, hey, don't count us out quite yet. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I felt they needed the last game because if they had lost to the Raiders, they'd be, what, they'd be 5-5 five and five, and everyone would be talking about them in a bad way. But uh, last game here in the 4 o'clock hour, Cardinals at 8-2, and 3-6 and six Seahawks. Kyler Murray is supposed to be back this game. He's been trending positively for them. I'm just picking the Cardinals even if he doesn't play. Yeah, they're no doubt about it. One of the best teams in the league, one of the best teams in the NFC as a whole. I think they just kind of keep getting things right, no matter who's in a quarterback, no matter who's hurt for this team. I think if you get Kyler Murray back also, it'll bode, bode really well for that offense to continue to roll. And the Seahawks, to me, again, they're not that same defense that they were a handful of years ago. They've struggled a little bit. I think those struggles will continue against Arizona and the high-powered offense they have. Absolutely. Monday Night Football, your New York football giants at three and six are taking on the six three Buccaneers who just got smoked by Washington last week. Jenna, you made the bold prediction of saying that they would beat the Raiders and they did. The, the Giants went out and did it. Are you following up with another bold prediction? <laughs> She's just shaking her head if you're watching the YouTube. It's she just said, Are you crazy? I am no absolutely not. That's an absolute nope. Because <laughs> That's nope. these are the games that Tom Brady comes back in and is pissed. And he's <laughs> even more mad because of the drive that Washington put together, they didn't let him back on the field. You give Tom Brady, everyone always says, you give him a minute, you give him 50 seconds, you give him 35 <laughs> no. seconds. He didn't even have the chance. No. So he is fuming. He's been fuming for those last 10 minutes of that game, and he's fumed all week. You give him the extra day. I don't care that the Giants beat this man twice in the Super Bowl. They I was going to say, you guys out. are the Brady killers. They are, but this is not that team. Yes, yeah. they're riding high off the fact that they won against the Raiders, went into the bye week, probably have some time to figure things out. Saquon Barkley seems to be trending in the right direction, but this does not bode well for them. Tampa is going to have themselves a field day. 
Yeah, I'm right with you. I think the Buccaneers win this one. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Steelers Steelers versus Chargers. You'll get our predictions on that. But first, I've got to tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You just have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky, waxy, or just plain hard to choke down. But a Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. And in fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. All the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. Because there's so many flavors. Another great thing about Built Bar, there are so many mouth-watering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Built is coming out with new limited-time flavors every three to four days. So check out their website early and often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com to use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. LOCKED15, and you'll get 15 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. We're also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Just head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's L O C K E V O N, LOCKED ON, all capital letters, all one word. And and you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus from basketball to football to NHL to boxing to UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, Jenna, let's get right into this Steelers Chargers game. Now, Steelers Chargers has had a weird history. If you if you've been going, um, if you've been going back, the Steelers and the Chargers, they've each been winning in their in each other stadiums over the past I want to say like eight years maybe it goes even farther than that but like when you look at, at the past game like the last game um this this the the last game the last game they played 2019 um Steelers at Chargers Chargers of course won with our Steelers won with Devlin Hodges of all of all people and I, I was talking yep. to David Drogemeyer of Locked On Chargers and he was like ugh don't remind me uh <laughs> but then the Chargers, uh, the, the year before that, went into Pittsburgh. I, I believe they were down uh, three scores at one point, came back and won 33-30 to 30 in Heinz Field. And then you know, years before that, 2015, Steelers go to San Diego. Back when they were there, they win 24-20, and you know, it's flip-flopped. And in fact, the last – I'm looking to see. The last time a home team won was – let me see. looks like the Steelers in 2009. The Steelers in 2009 was the last time – that they that they uh, the home team won this matchup. It was a 38-28 win um, in October. They also beat the Chargers in uh, in the playoffs of the year before that on their way to the Super Bowl. But in this game, completely different teams. The first time the Steelers are going to face Justin Herbert. Lots of hype behind that. Uh, both teams dealing with COVID concerns. We you know we don't know if Jeremy Tiller and Joey Bosa will officially be back. Um, you know there's, there's thought there's thoughts behind that. Maybe Christian Covington. We don't know if Minka Fitzpatrick's going to play. We don't know if Ben Roethlisberger is going to play. Mason Rudolph talked about how it could be like you know getting the football pool from him when he's when he's Charlie Brown and you know and at the last second because Ben might play. But the bottom line is this is still a game like last week, Jenna, that the Chargers have one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL, and the Steelers need to capitalize on it. Yeah, and this is going to be one of those, I feel like it's going to be back and forth, and I feel like 
I mean, obviously it's going to depend on who the Steelers have at quarterback, but yeah. I think this is also going to be a game where if we do see Mason Rudolph play, you're going to see Najee Harris utilized a lot more, especially in crucial situations, because we heard all week, Mike Tomlin kind of talking about the fact that, you know, the game plan doesn't change much, whether it's Ben or whether it's Mason, but obviously when you have your backup in, there's, you know, a couple things in terms of chemistry wise, because he's not taking all of the reps. Now, yes, this week up to this point, because Ben has been still on the COVID list and has not been practicing, Mason has been practicing. Mason has been working with those guys, developing that chemistry. I think it's also going to help a little bit that you're not going to have the gross, disgusting, cold rain that there was last week, you know, yeah, yes, that too the same for everybody but you saw a couple high snaps you saw kind of some situations and we even heard Mason say after the game there are so many plays that he wants back so if he does get the opportunity here I think he's going to look to Najee Harris a lot more and then it's going to come down again I feel like we always go back to the offensive line but I really think it is going to depend the big storyline the big thing who is going to be in at quarterback because I feel like the Steelers will put up more points if Ben is in this game. I remember, I'm sure you do too. When he came back, he was on the COVID list mm -hmm. last year for being a close mm -hmm. contact, came in, lit it up against the Bengals. Yeah, that was a, that was a nightmare situation for Cincinnati, but it, he's done this before. This is, you know, yeah. he knows the offense and it would be very much like him to come back at the last second and then just throw all over the place. And then you're like, where's this Ben Roethlisberger bit? Yeah. Where has he been? That's exactly. And I feel like that if that does happen, if he does get cleared, obviously it seems like if reading into the rules, I believe by Saturday night, they have to fully have an understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so I, I've, what, I've, what I've heard is that it's about they need to be able to, to if he, he needs to at least have one negative test by yeah. Saturday and then Sunday, if they test him again negative, then he can be good to go. But yeah. at any point in time, they can put him on or off the active roster. That, that was yeah. that, that that's the understanding that I have of the rules. Yeah. So it's going to come down to the last minute. Just does he test negative Saturday? If he does, they'll test him again Sunday. If he tests negative, then he'll he will most likely be in the game. Yeah, so that's going to be something for sure to keep an eye on. I think that's really going to be what it comes down to. It's how can Najee Harris attack this Chargers run defense that is one of the worst in the league, and how can the Steelers find a way to put up points because I have a feeling Justin Herbert is going to do a lot of that on the other side. Can the defense limit him? Who are we going to see play? Is TJ Watt going to be in there? Again, there's a lot of unanswered, a lot of question marks. But if you look right now, I think the Chargers kind of have more of a complete offense. But again, they've struggled. They've only won one of their last four games. Also, they got their butts handed to them by the Ravens. And if this is a one-score game, I'm going to pick the Steelers in this one because the Chargers can't win one-score games. They are not – they don't do that very often. So if this is a one-score game – you probably will see the Steelers either, you know, clinging to a field goal lead or Boswell or the, marching them down and Boswell kicking a game winner. But there's so many question marks here. No, there's a ton of question marks. You know, that, that, that's that's entirely that's entirely accurate. Um, you know, when I'm when I'm looking at how the how the Chargers play in this game, they've got a lot of playmakers, but they've also had a lot of games where their playmakers didn't get to do a whole lot. You know, they yeah. and you thought you thought against the Ravens that that offense would get going. Um, with the Ravens hurt up secondary, but it just didn't happen. Um, yeah. And that that has that has to be a concern for them. Now, I think on, on their side, they haven't been a team that's given up the most sacks in the in the NFL. They're actually they've given up 16, which is the uh, the, the 25th uh, most in the league. Um, so like they're they're pretty much down there. A better way to say that they're the eighth fewest in the league they've given up for on Justin Herbert. So, um, you know, they're they're playing they're playing a lot better 
uh, you know, as far as protecting Justin Herbert, they've invested in their line to do that. But, um, you know, but this is also, like you said, you know, this is a team that's been wildly inconsistent, missed throws, missed, missed opportunities. The defense has kind of blown some plays. I'd be very interested to see how the Steelers, how much the Steelers run Najee Harris in this game because they have to get some big yards from him. Um, and then I think he has to put up points. They have to get back to using him and Pat Frymouth. When they get in the red zone, go to your playmakers. Those guys were drafted for a reason. You got to find ways to use them. They didn't use them enough last week in the red zone. And I think that led to them not winning the game. Uh, yeah. But what is your final score prediction here, Jenna Harder? I'm going 27-24 Steelers. I think this is, and I keep saying it because it feels like it's coming. This is the week the defense gets a score. I feel like we've been waiting for it this season. Obviously, we saw what happened with Micah Fitzpatrick at the end of last week, the interception that was eventually called off. But I think, and it also just bodes well, too. Again, we know how Steelers Nation travels. You would assume that there's going to be a huge Steelers crowd at this stadium. They kind of might overtake the Chargers crowd. I remember hearing earlier in the year the Chargers were using the silent count in their own stadium, which is just unreal to think about. That is crazy. So I think the Steelers will kind of have that sort of a, hey, this is like a neutral site at least just because of the crowds and the fans that will travel. And I think that the defense gets a score. I think that no matter what, if it's Mason or if it's Ben, I literally just said Basin and and like mesh the, the same person. <laughs> oh, it's been a long week. Basin. Okay. I think no matter what, if you have Mason or Ben in there, I think they get at least two scores. You have one from Najee. You either have a Mason to James Washington connection. You see Deontay Johnson get a little more involved. You see more from Pat Fryermuth. But I think we're going to see a couple field goals from Boswell. And I think the defense is really going to hone in on Justin Herbert and say, hey, we're going to limit you as much as you can. We're going to limit you on your explosive playmaking. And they're going to keep an eye on the run after the missed tackles last week. Absolutely. I think that, that that's got that's something that they will try to do the most. My final score prediction, I'm going 20 to 16, but I'm picking the Chargers. I think that the I think that the, the problems the Steelers are going up against this week is injuries. We're still not sure about TJ Watt playing. He's a big factor in this. The offensive guard situation, Trey Turner may be coming back in time. Kevin Dotson not not gonna come back in time. That those are major concerns. And and I know that you know the Steelers fans, you know, root for your team. I think they will definitely have a shot. This will go down to the late later part of the fourth quarter, but I just don't think they have the ammunition to catch a Chargers team right now. Um, you know, and I think it's gonna come down to a couple big plays here and there. And the Steelers are going to be missing some of their bigger playmakers on defense with Minka and TJ. That's just a lot to put on a defense that's, you know, that that was already dealing with injuries to Stephon Tewitt, Tyson Alulu, and other guys. So uh, 2016, but who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Jenna's right. The Steelers pull out a W on Sunday night. Either, either way, we'll be right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, breaking things down for you Monday morning. So you can hopefully, maybe you'll get a, a Steelers, a Steelers win, a win uh, Wednesday, uh, excuse me, a winning Monday. There you go. A victory Monday as I was, I was messing that up because last week I was so disappointed we didn't get to do Tony Ty's day because Tony didn't come on Tuesday, but if the Steelers had won, he, when he came on Wednesday, we would have said Tony Wednesday, Wednesday, and it didn't work out. So my brain is broken too, Jenna. Uh, it's just been, it's, well. it's, it's, it's been a long week, but thank you as always, Jenna, for joining us here on the show. Let me know where they can find you, follow you and get more of your work. 
Well, thank you for having me as always. You can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram, Jenna underscore Harner. Um, and definitely tune into WPXI with this being a Sunday night football game. It is on our air. I will be in LA for the game. We have an hour long pregame show starting at six o'clock. A whole lot of really awesome content. I got to sit down with Pat Fryermuth, uh, talk to him about his thoughts about Ben Roethlisberger before coming into the league. Uh, spoiler alert, it's fun. They're really fun. Uh, but definitely tune in. We got a bunch of really awesome stuff uh, coming to you from SoFi Stadium. So uh, definitely stay tuned. Definitely stay tuned to Channel 11 because right after the post game, the best part comes on because I'm on the final word again this week. What's up? What's up? So it, it's going to be a, a, a you go, go to, if you're in Pitt, the Pittsburgh area, turn on Channel 11. It's going to be an awesome show from before the game to, to during the game to after the game. Uh, I'm Chris Carter, your host of the Lockdown Steelers podcast. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Uh, you can also find this podcast, Lockdown Steelers, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Uh, we also have, do have to do a shout out, Jenna, because like I say, if someone gives us a five-star review with a positive comment, I make sure they get the they get the shout out at the end of the show. We have a new one from uh we have a we have uh well oh, actually whoa we got a whole bunch. There was more. I knew that there was one here, so we'll be reading these more next week because I always do want to show. But this one comes from Roll DJ92 says agency absent. Where the agency been? Love the podcast, Chris. Keep it, keep killing it. Thank you, old Roll D. And the agency will come back. Dean and Josh, you know, we we like to rotate a little bit. It's also been tough because I cover pit football and basketball, and that has made my schedule a little harder to schedule with people but we will be getting them back on the show do not worry roll dj 92 we got two more reviews that we'll read next week during the show thank you so much for yours if you want your shout out give us five give us a five star rating on apple podcast thanks so much for listening and watching the show be back in the ears and on your screens monday morning after the steelers chargers game